coming at you from the EBITDA Growth System Studios, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains. My name is Dave Gapkiewicz, and I'm with Mike Watkins, and we want to welcome you to the Making Business Profitable podcast. This podcast is brought to you by EBITDA Growth Systems, where we guarantee to double the value of your company within three years or give you your money back. Good day, Dave. Good day, Michael. What's happening, man? You know, uh, it's it's a beautiful day in Colorado. It's it uh, going to be 71 and sunshiny today, and, and I'm digging it. Yeah, yeah. So Dave and I live in... Uh, Central, north central part of the, of the state. And, yep. Uh, on I-25, which runs north-south. You find Long's Peak and you draw a line east and we're in the flat irons and draw a line east and we're right in between those two lines. Right. And then Colorado Springs is sort of the south central part of the state. Right, and, uh, by, right by Pikes Peak. When we stay down there in the hotel, you look out and you see Pikes Peak. I'm, I'm, I'm adding commentary like in the background to Mike's. Mike's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we... We have a client down there, um, kind of doing a turnaround, and so Dave and I are spending a lot of time in Colorado Springs, and I have uh, my sister-in-law and her husband. Um, Dear people. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Brenda and Clarence down in Colorado Springs, and Dave, I took Dave over to Brenda and Clarence's house for some coffee, and I'm not quite sure how many black people's houses Dave has been in. I'm sure he's been in some, um, but I, I, I was so proud to, to bring him to, uh, to my sister and brother-in-law. And, and, uh, I love you for that, Mike. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're awesome. It was, it was cool. So we, we sat there and we ate apple pie and ice cream and drank coffee. And <laughs> well, hold on a second. Some people had ice cream. Some people just had pie. <laughs> Dave Kafkovitz had pie and ice cream because I'm like, damn, this is good. <laughs> Brenda's the sweetest lady ever. So she's like, huh, you want some pie? Yes, ma'am. Would you like ice cream? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> we got some sweet potato casserole in the, in the fridge. You want that too? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, so it was great. It was, that, was, that, was, that was really good. So what are we going to talk about today, Dave? You know, I, I got to say something. Those, uh, those two folks, uh, Brendan and Clarence, they do a lot of investing in other people's lives and marriages. They have a heart uh, for young people and young marriages for them to be successful and uh, hats off to people like that to invest in other people's lives personally and uh, they, they do a great job at it they travel around and it's not a I, I doubt I don't I have no idea but it's not a career that pays millions and millions of dollars but it's uh, but the value is much deeper than money could ever provide so Hats off to Brenda and Clarence for what they do on a day in and day out basis. It's a very, very respectful. Yeah, yeah, I'll pass that on to them too. But yeah, yeah they, they're heart of gold. They are. So, what are we going to do today? Um, it's called Jack. It's a. Uh, I'm thinking critical thinking and problem solving. How do you feel about that? Boy, um, you know, if this economy is really on the threshold of a big turnaround. Um, man, if you're going to be successful, you got to have a plan. And uh, I think this critical thinking and problem solving is probably pretty timely. Can I uh, can I challenge you on what? I'm just going to ask you, just plain, can I challenge you? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> on what specifically? Yeah. 
I don't, I don't think it matters whether the economy is on a turnaround or a downturn or an uptick or whatever. I think this is something that's, um, whether your business is in a turnaround or downturn or uptick, this is critical for anybody and everybody that wants to make good decisions in business. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. So, I'm just saying the context today is you're going to miss out on some crap if yeah. you don't get your act together. Yeah, because um, you you think economy's going to turn around, and, and I think this administration is going to do the opposite to the economy. Yeah, well, but we'll see. political persuasion, when you throw <laughs> trillions of dollars into the economy. Oh, yeah, the debt is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's thrown trillions of dollars. It's coming from where, Mike? <laughs> uh, some places has been for the last 20 years. And we moved on we'll we'll call Jessica, Jasmine, Lance, Kate, Darius, Sean, and Taryn, and it's going to be coming from them. Yeah, I'll be dead. It'll be good. <laughs> All right, so critical thinking and problem solving. Yeah, I guess let's get back to that. Yeah. Sorry for the little uh, <laughs> detour there, people. Uh, critical thinking. You know, a lot of times you talk about being critical. People go right to the negativity around that. If you're critical thinking means that you're just trying to be critical on everything. And I think that's uh, got to be careful of that view. I think you got to go in this eyes wide open instead of uh, assuming something. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think a critical nature, a critical spirit is not necessarily one that's, um, you see a half-empty glass of water, right? I mean, I think that's the implication that you always see a half-empty glass of water. And what we're really talking about from a critical spirit standpoint is uh, this is not right. This is not perfect. This, we can improve on this. This could get better. Yeah, this could get better. That's the critical spirit we're talking about. So I got a, I got to all those people who look at something and, in every situation, there's a problem that needs solved. I'm one of those people. Uh, beware when you go home. When you go home to your wife and children, they're not necessarily a problem to be solved. They're just somebody that needs you not to be critical. So if you are a critical thinker, it is easy to get in that path where you look at somebody and say, ah, man, you're not just not doing that right. They take that personally. Sure, so sure. on the personal side of that, Leave that at work or leave that in one of these continuous improvement conversations and stuff. Basically, you're saying on a personal level, you have to pick your battles. Very much so. And and be careful when you're talking to people that really respect you or, or people that are really invested in what you say personally. Because critical responses, although you might mean well... Are not always taken that way. Sure, so sure. it's something I've learned over the last 28 years of marriage. I've been with my wife for 30 years. And if you can learn that piece as a critical thinker, it uh, you may make it 30 years plus two. Well, you know, but Dave, the flip side of that is uh, I think that the enemy to critical thinking, which leads to problem solving, mm-hmm. which leads to improvement, transformation, That's and right. ultimately, ultimately profits. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about in the context of business, um, the, the enemy to, to critical thinking is it's status quo and, uh, you know, just warm, safe, and dry. Right. Right? I mean, like, a, I'm good. I'm good. You And how many times have we had a, a, a client or a potential client tell us, well, oh, I'm good. And we're <laughs> like, uh, Well, I mean, uh, the truth of the matter is, is business is always moving up or down. It's not ever flat. It's always moving one direction or another. And when you think you're warm, safe, and dry, and you back off and you don't do anything, your business is going down. Sure, sure. Right? 
You're, that's basically the only direction it can go. That's right, yeah. because there's no air underneath the wings of the airplane. You're right. taking that right. out. So I've seen business owners, and they, they vacillate between being given everything they have, and they're spending tremendous hours in a day, and they prop their business up, and they finally get to a level. And then they take a couple weeks off and go, man, that was tough. But but then as soon as they get back engaged, they're right back where they started and they got to do that all over again. And it's a very vicious cycle. So critical thinking in business is something that you need to keep engaged all the time. You can't take that gear out. Would sure. you agree? I, I would agree. I would agree. Um, and warm, safe, and dry is just, I don't know, I just don't dig it. I don't do warm, um, warm and safe and dry is something you build when you go to sell your business and you're getting a great multiple and say, hey, will this get me something to where if I want warm, safe and dry for my family or my future? That's warm, safe and dry is a wait, good place to be in retirement. That's right. So so wait till you retire for that. Um, or, you know, when you clock out after you've given it all all you got. But uh, until then, you got to think critically. Good point. Good point. So uh, we'll talk about the elements of critical thinking. What do you think about that, Mike? Well, you know, there's so much that's been written on the concept of critical thinking that, you know, if we were kind of boil it down to three really critical elements, I think the first one is uh, questioning your assumptions. And uh, that's like almost impossible to do. That's sort of like editing your own writing. It's so difficult to question your own assumptions. Mm -hmm. And it, it really requires someone else to be a desperate mirror for you and to say, this is what you just said, and you say, yep, that's what I said. And then have them say, well, the implications of that are these things. And you say, well, no, that's not true. Because because you didn't question any of your base assumptions that made you reach that conclusion. And if you have someone else who's a desperate mirror and say, uh, the only way you could have gotten here is with this assumption and that assumption, that's a really healthy conversation, right? And, and makes you begin to think more critically about the things that you just accept as fact. That's right. That's right. It's very important that you surround yourself with people that have strengths that offset your strengths. Mm -hmm. um, you have to have people question you, and, and because every problem has many, many facets. I mean, it's not just two-sided. So you might have something that has 20, 30 different facets, and you need different personalities around you that look at those different facets so you see clearly from their point of view. So when you do solve a problem, you're solving holistically. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a really good point, Dave. Because if you if you have that myopic, you know, tunnel mm -hmm. vision and you, you solve a problem, you probably just created three more problems. You That's just, right. You had no no appreciation for that. Yep. It's, it's much like, uh, I mean, I'm not going to stick on the political thing, but it's much like prescription medicine. You know, hey, this is going to, and we had this before, you know, hey, this is going to solve bad breath but it's going to give you diarrhea for a month and, and you're going to give you a horrible body odor and you're going to lose half your teeth, but it's going to solve your bad breath thing. So you got to be careful when you solve that problem. What are the side effects of solving that problem? And, and having good counsel is what Mike and I are all about. It's what EGS is all about. Having that good counsel is critical to making a good decision. How about, uh, you know, the second element is using, using logic. Like when you reason, you want to reach a reason using logic and uh that's you know when i'm emotional i'm not reasoning through logic mm -hmm. right I'm, I'm reasoning through my heart i'm reasoning through my emotions i'm not necessarily being logical but if you're going to be a critical thinker you have to use logic and those people who are good critical thinkers like you said are very analytical and uh 
And so logic comes naturally to them. Um, and the reason why we're put off by those people is there are times when I don't want to hear logic. You know, if I say, Dave, I'm upset about this, and you're like, ah, I'm not quite sure why you're upset about that, because that doesn't make sense. I don't care if it makes sense. I'm feeling good about wallowing in my own pity. So, you know, it's it's not, you know, we're not always looking for logic, but in the context of a business, we should be looking for logic. Anytime that you make a decision in business or make a decision with an employee or you make a decision um, with a client, uh, you have to be able to trace that with data and logic because if you can't, then disengage for a minute, come back when you can. Uh, so if you're really emotionally invested in something, oftentimes I found myself and I'm really emotionally invested in something and it needs to go some way, I'm better off taking a few notes on what I'm passionate about and then walking away from that and trying to look at it through another another view, if you will, before sure. I pursue it. Sure. Because oftentimes you'll go down a tunnel and you'll wind up with all those side effects again. Yeah, yeah. So you, you know, this critical thinking really requires data and, and that you can analyze and, and, and make some logical conclusions. Yeah, how can you think critically without data? Sure, sure. Yeah, well, the alternative is emotion. Like, uh, Which isn't critical. Pretty good. That's not critical at all. No. Nope. That's, not, that's not, no. I, and I'm, I'm not suggesting there's never a place for it because we... We've sat down with a client and said, you know, what you're about to do is not logical. And they go, yeah, but I, I, I feel like it's the right thing to do. And it ended up being the right thing to do. So it's not it's not that, you know, there's no emotion involved in running a business, but it can't be all emotion. Like, you have it, to make the conscious decision. It can't be the majority emotion. Right, right. So, so your North Star, um, shame on you if you're not passionate about your North Star in your business. And being passionate, you're inviting emotion in. But you need passion because passion is kind of like the fuel that gets the car down the road. Absolutely. But you need the car, which is mechanical, and you need the road, which is analytical. And then the passion is the one that keeps the fuel when you get tired and you're just wore out from making the decisions and driving toward that North Star. The passion is what gets you there. So there's a good place for it. But passion surrounded by logic is crazy powerful. Oh, my word, yes. So, yeah. And then we can hit on diversity of thought, too. Well, you, you mentioned it. I mean, if, if you're doing this on your own, there is no diversity of thought, mm -hmm. right? So you're going to make a decision and it's probably going to break some other stuff and yep. try to solve the problem. But if you get some diversity of thought and uh, you've been there, you've had someone give you their opinion and you're like, are you even solving the same problem that I'm solving? And, and we've been doing this long enough to have statistics around this. If you make a decision by yourself, you're in the mid-30s. You're in the mid-30% chance of 35% chance of making decision right the first time. Um, but you bring one person in, it goes from 35 to the mid-70s, say 75, 77% chance of making the decision right the first time. You bring a third person in to look at the third facet of that decision, you're 95% plus chance of making a good decision the first time. So... Diversity of thought's critical to being accurate, actually getting it done right the first time. Absolutely. And that diversity of thought, you know, over time, you know, just Dave and I are two different people. I mean, Dave's a black guy. I'm a white guy. Dave's a Democrat. I'm a Republican. Dave. I'm, and I'm angry and he's sassy because 
Right. Yeah, don't you dare call me a Democrat. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, you know, the Democrat Republicans speak. I'm, I'm done with it. It's so, it's so polarizing. Uh, I'm a human being, and I, I do my best to. I notice other races, but I love mixing it up with people that have been around in different places in the world. I'm saying it. You open the door, and I'm saying it. And uh, I'm conservative in my thought because I love family values, but uh, I, I love the Constitution of the United States. Well, and, so that, there you go. I'm saying that you and I have all these descriptors yep. that make us different, but in fact, you and I... If we talk politics and we talk people in politics, Mike and I have some differing opinions, but if we talk, we erase people and we talk bullet points of what mean what's what we're passionate about and where we're going as a country, we're like 95% aligned. Right. So this diversity of thought thing, you might think that you have some diversity of thought because the person you've been working with for the last 30 years, you and you and he or you and she think the same. Um, you guys Right, we have diversity of thought. I mean, Dave and I, when we first met, we had huge diversity of thought. Uh, the more time we spend together, you know, that, that diversity of thought could go away, right? And we could, so it's, it's you know. Being, you, a you, business, being a business partner with somebody that's different than you has made me a better businessman. Um, it makes me aware of a couple strengths I have as well as weaknesses. Um, it also has enlightened me in some things that I wouldn't have paid attention to. So I'm becoming my best self, surrounding myself with people like yourself and then like other people that are leaders in my life um, and, and you as well, right? It, it makes you a better person. I'm much more aware. I'm dealing with a couple issues with in business right now to where I've approached it from a different angle um, based on experiences Mike and I have had together and like, huh, that's, I've really seen this as highly effective. Uh, just what that's done for that decision has uh, has moved a four month project and condensed it into thirty days. Yeah, so it's it's been that effective having that influence. Sure, and and in our travels, we're encountering people. Dave and I are open to people, and so people are coming into our lives that we didn't even uh, seek. They just come into our lives mm -hmm. and they give us a different perspective and that, that diversity of thought, I guess the point I'm making has to be alive and it has to be ever changing. Right. Yep. Because, uh, that's right. That, that's how you get the critical thinking going. And that's uh, let's talk, uh, we got problem solving when it comes to problem solving and what's going on. Um, it, it, there's, there's some basic steps to that. And uh, there's seven steps to problem solving. You want me to go through them really kind of... Yeah, I mean, I think the important point is you, you only do critical thinking if you're looking to solve problems. If you're not looking to solve problems... Um, yeah, if you're, if, if you're eating a hot dog with your best buddy and having a beer outside, unless you're solving a big problem, it's okay to just talk about the ball game. Yeah, just turn off the critical thinking, right? Yeah, unless you're talking about how that team could have played better, right? Which is... And then that's just... If you're a Steelers fan, I'm sorry, but uh, it's, it's critical thinking goes out the window about game four for some reason. Uh, yeah, that's a time to be emotional and just feel good, right? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. But if you're looking to solve a problem, um, it, use critical thinking. And there are steps to solving a problem. I mean, do we want to go through those steps, yeah, Mike? let's go. You know, we, we have our, our, uh, our theory, our, our solution. We train on problem solving and... And we feel like there's seven critical steps. And I'll start with the first one, which is identify the problem. 
Sounds really straightforward. It is. But um, you could be solving the wrong problem. You have to do almost a, a root cause of what is the problem. Is it really the problem? So do a quick root cause and make sure that is. How do you do root cause? Ask five whys. Yeah. You know? Uh, number two, you got to understand everybody's interest. You got to look at the different facets that probably talked about that earlier, right, Mike? Yeah. I mean, typically there's a lot of people who are going to be impacted by whatever solution you bring to bear. So it's important to know those folks and understand their interests. Yep. You really got to explore the problem. And then you kind of do a brainstorming thing and just listen to possible solutions. That's right. And, uh, we like brainstorming and our rules are on brainstorming or just like anyone else's rules. Everything is fair game. Just get it up on the board and you, you know you're doing a good brainstorming if they put something up on the board and I say to myself, what? Then we're probably doing the right thing. That's right. And, and in that you're setting goals, right? So, and number four, you're, you're evaluating the options, right? Yeah, so you put all these possible solutions on the board, and then you're going to evaluate, you know, what are the options that they represent. There are all the alternatives around that, right? Mm-hmm. And then obviously you select one, or maybe two. That's right. You select one or two of those alternatives, and you, in PDCA, right, plan to check out those and, and put it through the cycle and, and test them. Um, and then you document the decision. you you got to document uh, what that solution is and, and write it down and then from there put a plan in and implement that plan, right? Yeah, Dave, and, and uh, this one is, you know, where my heart is because uh, we talk to clients and, and we're doing a problem-solving exercise and they say, you know, we, we've talked about this, I remember like five years ago. And well, the problem was they didn't document it. And That's so right. this is just Groundhog's Day. <laughs> Right? Yeah, I remember 20 years ago we tried this. Dug on it, it worked then, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so <laughs> so you can do the critical thinking, you can do the problem solving, but unless you 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 memorialize it within your organization and do that change management piece, uh, you you could just going through all this trouble from now. That's right. That's right. And what's the last step? Uh, it's just the feedback loop. You know, you evaluate and monitor, make make course corrections until you uh, just you know, dial this thing in. And uh, it's, you know, it's seven steps, but you can do them all pretty quickly. And we went through them just in a couple minutes. So, yeah. I mean, it's it just a quick refresher for those who are taking notes. Identify the problem, number one. Number two, understand everyone's interest. Number three, listen to the possible solutions or list the possible solutions. Number four is evaluate those options. Number five, select one of those option or options. Uh, and then go to documentation, document the, the problem, the decision, and, uh, and how you're going to implement that. And then once you implement it, evaluate it, monitor it, put it through that PDCA cycle. And uh, once you think about a problem uh, and you approach it critically and you say, okay, this is an issue. I understand the root cause. I'm going to go around there. This is what I'm going to do. Hey, Bob. Hey, Susan. Um, taking a look at this, uh, what do you think? Uh, question, question it. Get some diversity of thought. Make sure it's logical. Put it through the problem-solving cycle. And you know what? Mike and I believe you can solve any, almost any business problem this way, and it's effective. And it takes a lot of emotion out of it. And you know what? At the end of the day, it'll make you profitable. Right on, Dave. Right on, Mike.
we at EBITDA Growth Systems do what we do to impact lives through improving business performance. To get access to our content or engage us in any way, you can reach our contact page or any of our information on our website at www.ebitagrowthsystems.com.